What up, TikTok? Hey, hope everybody's having a great Friday. Hey, don't let anything that's negative in your life dictate the rest of your life. Does that make sense? Hey, we all go through some hard times. We all go through some emotional stressors, maybe at work, maybe at home, whatever it may be. Don't let that dictate who you are and how you react to the rest of the things that life throws at you. Does that make sense? Like if you're feeling pissed off and angry all morning or all day, you're gonna take that energy and you're gonna present it to everybody else that surrounds you, your loved ones, your soldiers, whoever it may be. You're gonna use that negative energy and it's just gonna make everything worse. Try to be positive, pick something positive in life that's going really well, use that positive energy and let that dictate the rest of your day. We can harp on the negatives, we can harp on the bad things that are going on in life. It's not gonna help us. It's not gonna help us move forward. Stay strong, keep pushing, drive on, happy Friday. What's up trash talkers? Hitting you up this morning with a special promo on how to dress when you're doing PT in civilians but you want everybody to know you're an army. This comes from the Buddy Beckwith fashion design of how to work out. So first, you can notice the RI panties. Not Ranger panties, but Ranger instructor panties. The green socks, the knee brace for the old guys. Don't forget the M frames. Now the shirt, don't wear the trash talk shirt while you're running. This is just for the promo. You wanna put on like an 80 second shirt or like your favorite airborne shirt so everybody knows that you're a veteran. That's the most important thing. And you start with this stretch. Buddy Beckwith taught me this one. Ready to go. So, I'm walking out of the gas station and my co-worker, who's an old MP, but we still claim him, uh, and he's, has engaged the man in conversation. Not much for conversation with strangers, but he's got the he's got the tab, so. As I walk by, I say airborne, and the man responds with, and I quote, Oorah. So, after I instructed my co-worker to slash every single tire before he put the car in gear, I looked for the biggest rock. Uh, as I crow hopped to throw it through his back window so he can stop posing as one of us, um, I actually wake up and realize that the man's ignorance had incapacitated me for a moment and I was daydreaming. I mean, because in that moment you got two options. I chose the third option and said, incorrect, that's an incorrect response. And I kept walking, the man said nothing and he pulled away. So you tell me. What is it, a stolen valor thing? No Marine's gonna have an airborne tab, and no paratrooper's gonna say, hitting oorah. So, you tell me, stolen valor. Hey y'all, going to work. I left, I, I left you too, on the, on the refrigerator. I love y'all, I'm gonna go. Hey, go get dressed, get ready for school. You're doing great. Chewing around, chewing along, chewing along. Shit! Bad guy! Stop! This is the Veteran Trash Talk Hour! 
hosted by Nick, Dave, Joe, and Buddy. Real warriors making fun of other real warriors. Try to not get triggered. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Happy Saturday. Welcome to episode 94 of the Trash Talk Hour. Shout out to our sponsors, 10th Mountain Whiskey. Type in VTT and get a discount. Special guest today is Chaplain Kenneth Liu of Armed Forces Mission and the Intervene Challenge. Oh, and as uh, usually, Kenneth Liu Kuhn. Yeah. Um, idiot. I left that Lou one out because I didn't want to get people name, triggered. It's a nickname. His yeah. nickname is Luke. Yeah, hey, I almost look, didn't look, say it. I don't want to get people triggered by the fire. There comes that fire. I yeah. get in trouble for saying he just has to get all of his you words in hand, as, as fast as possible. Because we can't hear him, right, Nick? Yeah, exactly. He's I think that's what it is. Because you nice never try, know buddy. What. He's got this and beautiful usual, house. I'm joined by Buddy, as you can see, and Nick and, and Joe. So we always kick the dumpster fire off with a conspiracy. And today I decided to bring in the expert. So here is a tinfoil. Well, don't, don't give him my real name. Okay. <clears throat> All right, mm -hmm. and uh, first off, Nick, this was a redacted, right? This is a, a secure line, right? I want to make yes. sure. Yeah, we, we have a VPN. Zoom call. Everybody knows Zooms are, Zoom and WhatsApp, they're all secure. Obviously, yeah. I want to make sure I don't get Epstein. What I'm about to tell you guys is, is mind-blowing, okay? So, world's going crazy right now, right? All kinds of shit popping off it everywhere, is. all right? I blamed it on the 5G first. You know, I obviously looked at the mRNA technology that they're using uh implanting chips in us you know whatever the case may be i think it's because of the firmament all right we got chap what was chaplain's name again i'm sorry kenneth ken it's lou brown all right lou got a question know, for you okay some white walls on there <laughs> all right so the firmament all right let's talk about the the firmament what does the bible say about the firmament uh chaplain it was all around us it was perfect Mm -hmm. No, it's not. All right. right. Sky full of blue, right? Sky full of blue. That's it. Yep. Yep. All right. I love so the infantry. So we notice Elon Musk has been doing a lot of launches here over the course of the past two years. We all know he's an alien, right? We all know he's <laughs> probably reptilian, something like that. He's trying to get home, but he can't break through the firmament. What? All right. That's ultimately what it is. We got people going crazy out there. Like I said, I thought it was the COVID vaccine. I don't think it is. It's the firmament, all right? And we all know that that's just pretty much water, you know, just just above the atmosphere. And it, it, right now it's it, it's gases, okay? But as soon as as soon as that ruptures, the world's going to flood again, okay? And just like Noah, Noah right, Chaplain? Well, uh, I mean, this is this is straight from the straight from you, the. You're driving. You're driving floor. this car on your own right now. Can't all right. All right. Well. You. I think it's going to be fire research, next time. No more fire. water. More, he more said fire. fire next time. Fire next time. I do yeah. a lot of research on TikTok, all right? So <laughs> I know what's going on, all right? I know that, you know, I know that gas is $17 a gallon right now. That's not an accident. They want to lock us down. They want to make sure that they can get that EV, and then they can pop on that 5G switch. And as soon as they don't, they do. Boom. So the, fi the 5G switch is going to flood the earth. No, 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 no. The flat, the five G switch is basically a, a kill switch for those that got. We that have shot. to know what we're going to discuss here. I still the ones, the ones that got that. Well, you know, I, I yeah, got, uh, I, I'm just trying to figure out what conspiracy we're talking about. Right yeah, because I, 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 I was. We're gonna we're gonna hit on one. I think you brought you brought up like seven. We've literally gone through six 
of them. Yeah, I, thought, I counted of seven. Of that could be a conspiracy too. Guys, 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 guys. Yeah, it's going like, to be flat Earth. I think that's what his main it's focus a cons- is. It's a conspiracy until it's true, right? That's that's ultimately what no, I'm. All, conspir- all conspiracy needs truth. Otherwise, you're an idiot. Right. You know, when I spent when I spent well, some time with uh, Delta, point, what is a conspiracy? Listen, guys. When I jumped when I when I jumped with Halo, you know. We, we always flew. We, we drafted about 35,000 feet, right? We couldn't go above that because of oh, the permit. Because of the permit, right. yeah. You notice all of Elon's uh, recent launches are, are blowing up in the sky, and then also it almost looks like it's cascading against water. Right? <laughs> That's because the firmament is water, guys. All right? So just don't get it twisted. So it's a flat Earth. Flat Earth, yes. Antarctica, so, real quick, before we let yeah. everybody... Antarctica, mm-hmm. what? On, Monica, it's firm uh, mint. Right, Wait, firm. Uh, are we doing a little bit? Okay. Are we going oh to God, like, what does that have to do with? <laughs> yeah, we, already, we already know with the flat Earth, you know, pretty much, you know, it, it is completely flat. You look at a few of the. the if you look the at a map, it's obviously flat. Yeah, obviously, right? Well, the, yeah. the globe didn't come out until 1928. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> NASA didn't wasn't enacted until 1958. We know the Nazis, but either way, you know, the thing of it is, is that. It's flat, all right? Look, Nazi, look, 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 you can't like, just stop it, Nazi. Yeah, I can't. Thank You're you right. Me. Buddy, give him, give him a sec. He's yeah, almost I, done. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing a lot at you the right Nazis now. Nazis are all in South America right now. Tim Kennedy found them. They are. Argentina, there's a nice little oh, small yeah. town. But a blonde hair, blue-eyed Argentinians over there. Yeah. Tim Kennedy has got him. Don't worry about it. Ranger Special Forces Sniper. Yeah, yep. amen. I mean, I've done all of it. I got the badge. I got Halo. the T-shirt. That's the <laughs> style, you know. So we're good. You know, I wear it proud. But uh, you know, look at uh, if anybody's driven through uh, Louisiana, Lake Pontchartrain, right? You got a you got a bridge that's probably 15 miles, right? Well, if, if Earth was rounded or curved, you know, we'd be we'd be that bridge would be slowly but surely, you know, going down in elevation, and it's not. You look as far out as you can, as, as far as you can in the horizon, and it does not curve. You go on top of uh, the mountains, you can you can see as far as the eye can see, all right? Talk to your pilots. I know a lot of pilots. Obviously, my time when I was jumping on a plane, I talked to a lot of the Air Force guys. We were jumping on a C-130, so, you know, what do they call them? The RESPAs, or, you know, I don't even know. I jumped out of a Sherpa, yeah, I remember when I deployed in Iraq yeah. as a normal guy, you know what I mean? So, you know, we could... They know. They know that they're not changing elevation throughout their flight path. They are driving, or they're flying at thirty-five thousand feet. So they're all part of it. The they're not changing. You know, if the Earth was curved, wouldn't we be going? You know what I mean? Like, what? How the? How the hell? I just don't get it. You know, maybe maybe I need to do a little bit more research on TikTok. Yeah, um, yeah maybe because maybe I was inverted. You should probably go to Instagram for this one, or at least um, like news. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube might be a better yeah, source. YouTube would be a good YouTube one. Still. Yeah, my finger's at the same elevation. So what are we discussing? But anyway, I guess I guess long story short, short he, it was a shotgun blast. I think he discussed a lot of a various lot of conspiracies. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, why don't we stick with the flat? That was like flat, a twenty gauge. Why don't we, we talk why about flat earth? Sorry. Why don't we stick with the flat earth? So personally, I'm going to start, and then I'm going to hand it over to the guest. I 100% do not believe. I like in the firmament. I, do I don't. Too. I don't believe yeah, in that theory. Let's. We already talked flat earth. Let's do firmament. I like that. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. we can do that. I don't believe in any of that. I think space is a real thing. I think we've been to space. Um, flat earthers do tie their stuff to Antarctica. I do think there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on there that we're like not penguins. aware of. Penguins are yeah. fucked up. Stop we've talked about, about that Earth. when it comes to flying over Antarctica. Talk about, Antarctica. That, talk about just, the firmament. 
it's not real. I think you can definitely fly in the space and like Chris will tell you, like the moon is like a hologram. You just need a water yeah. deflector. You just need some windshield wipers. You go right through the firmament. <laughs> Pretty much. But Project yeah. Bluebeam, like you said, you, you know, the moon is not real. It's just it's just a, three, a hologram. It's, a hologram. It's, made, it's, it's made of spare it's, ribs. You know, we got we got technically we got, uh, it's a simple question. The firmament is a real the moon thing. If it were All made right. of ribs. All right. So Thank you, Chris. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Chris. Absolutely. I think that Thank was you guys. tall. Thank you. Don't use my first name. Yeah. Okay. Right. Don't use your first we name. Are, don't worry. So we're on a secure line. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sir, what do you got on the, what, what are we doing? We're not doing flat earth. We're doing the, like, we're, 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 we're engulfed by like a dome or we something. Do you believe about, in that, sir? I already, I already forgot where I was. You already engulfed in a dome. Sir, do you wow. believe in that? That we're like, that our planet is engulfed in like a dome surrounded by water. <laughs> Yeah, I think the uh, the moon, according to my uh, first grandson, who two or th well, three, he just turned three, it's actually made out of chicken nuggets. <laughs> hey, McDonald's yeah. or I Wendy's? Like him. Yeah, that's okay. that's important. Spicier, spicier, regular. Wendy's yeah. is selling Wendy's is selling chicken nuggets like thirty five for a dollar. That those that's Does he want not sauce? Chicken. So that's your take on it, sir. Or do you have is any it, more? Is that real that? chicken? Not not if it's thirty five for a dollar. Yeah, those are raccoon feet. Yeah, it, it's going to be one for $35 here pretty soon. Yes. So, Buddy, what's all... your take on all of this? The firmament is real. Oh. And well, here's why. Elaborate. Here's why the firmament Better is fucking real. listen. So, uh, like, water comes in how many forms? Ice. Seven. So a solid, a liquid, and a gas, right? So technically... We are surrounded by water above, below, around, because we live on a planet that has an atmosphere that contains water throughout the atmosphere. Hashtag so science. Technically, it's uh, it's true. And if you think about people in like ancient times, how they would describe something, they describe it so that other people in that same time can understand it. So it would probably be difficult for them to say. That there's water everywhere so they just say there's water right. above us like but there is right. water above us like there's water right beside me right now it's just in gas form but if you're it, those the people that believe in the firmament like there's a giant like gravity doesn't exist and we're living in an aquarium with water above us also yeah. believe that contrails are like seeding the earth with some kind of chemical because they forgot how science works and they don't understand how condensation is a thing. So, right. yeah, yeah, the permanent real. There's water above us and around And us. the flat, and flat earth is definitely us. not a thing, obviously. And the flat earth is not a thing. And here's, here's the thing. If, if I'm flying an airplane and I'm uh, at this point, we're talking about the radio. Don't you have your license too, buddy? To the outside. I don't have my license yet. Not yet. Buddy um, went to a flight school in Florida with somebody named long. Abdul. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, it, you, you stay at the same elevation above <laughs> the, the, the water that is at the same distance from the center of the earth. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. Anyway, and yeah. yeah, you can see as far as the eye can see, but why does your eye stop seeing? Because the horizon is where the earth naturally drops off and you can't see any more of it is that the edge of the flat earth no we know yeah. that because chris columbus took a little trip and was like 
Well, I thought that I was Colonel Jackson. I just found America. No, no, he, he that was down the Mississippi. Yeah, he took he, a little uh, trip down the Miami Mississippi. In the, uh, alligator yeah. mouth. Yep. When alligator he, lost uh, his mind. Touched it off. The gator, yeah. the gator lost his mind. Not a huge yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Thanks for the, the, the British kept the cup. Thanks for the education, oh. buddy. And I wanted well, to I, throw I, one more thing in there. Like the United Nations, the conspiracy theorists believe that the United Nations symbol is actually the flat Earth symbol that they used to use from back in the day. That kid outside fishing. Where yeah. is he? Somebody. Where, but anyway, somebody get the kid. Yo, 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 what's your take on all of this? No, I completely agree with Buddy. Where the horizon is is where the Earth's curve starts to drop. Um, I totally have. I've been way too far removed from drugs to buy into the firmament. I'm sorry. Those answers always drugs. It, it, I don't. I don't have. I don't have. A, Lots of the world's a, a solutions and problems sober, are drugs. Yeah, I don't have a good enough sober imagination to believe that that's real without seeing it. So call call me the potty pooper. Because I don't believe in uh, firmament, but I do think that the Earth is round, and the horizon where you can't see anymore is the curve that everyone talks about. Right. So there's that. I can. Yeah, how far out concur. is the horizon? Monica says this uh, is why they when, call him Short Bus Buddy. What's that, sir? What did you say? I'm just wondering how far. Uh, you know, I've heard the horizon is three to seven miles out. Is that is that it? I don't know. That's a good question. So how? Somebody educated should probably look that up. Eight, uh, eight miles. Ask, ask, I'm at. No big deal. Ask, yeah, eight miles. I mean, uh, it, obviously, miles. obviously, at ground at uh, sea level, it's going to be X. But if you're on a mountain, you're going to see further. But what's what's the longest shot Chris Kyle ever took? I don't know. I mean, he's a Navy SEAL, so it's not true. Um, yep. That that's 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 <laughs> no. Fact. Mark Wahlberg shot a can of Dinty More Beef Stew. Uh, <laughs> real, real, real talk. I shot two guys with a two forty one hundred and four point seven four point seven kilometers. So kilometers even, miles is what one point three miles one point six yeah one point six yeah. I didn't even aim. I mean, when I, I guess people. if you had a spotter and you used the Coriolis or Coriolis effect, you could always. Are you sure it's not the uh, it's, it's not Brunelli's principle? Horizon. I don't know. Yeah, that's floating. Yeah. Anyway, that's I think this, this thing just got out of control, and I think that's I think that's floating. Yeah, how do you yeah. how do you float, buddy? You're a diver, buddy. How do you float? Yeah, the principle that you're talking about is the principle that uh, gas expands and contracts oh, when that. it goes up and down in atmosphere. <laughs> and it is something that we do in dive school. I know you do it in dive school. That's why I asked. I saw Men of Honor with De Niro. That's why you. That's why you can't uh, get AGEs if you. Uh, all right, they can compress gas. Brent says if you look at the weather app, it'll tell you what the visibility is for the day. So yeah, so that's right. visibility due to atmospheric conditions. And thanks for yeah, tuning in, Brent. He works with us. He's bought a bunch of BTT merch. We, we nice. love you, sharp. You you, yeah. you nice. shooting us, Brent? You sharp? Right, yeah. Anyhow, Nick, yeah, I, I think I, it's, I, it's you. It's well, you. Yeah. And then the, I, I'm with Joe here. I'm a little oh yeah, it's on the Nick. I'm a, I'm a little triggered. Well, I didn't get my conspiracy take yet, so it's not the book of Roll yet. But I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, this conspiracy of the firmament and just how how real everything in the Bible is and then how it gets twisted. Okay. And here's where it gets twisted. Who committed the first sin? The apple. Who? Adam well, or Eve? Was it Adam or Eve? Eve was it depends Adam on how you look at it. This, it's a, there's, there's only one way to look at it. But we'll, we well, as males, we as males like to say Eve, right? Because she ate the apple first, right? 
Mm -hmm. But what is the good book that says the firmament exists? What does it say happened to Eve? Why did she eat the apple? Mm. She was tricked. Okay. She didn't commit sin. Adam did. So there you go, Monica and Len and Letha and all you women warriors out there for what is this? We got Gay Pride Month. We got uh, Juneteenth. We got Women's Veteran Day. We got Father's Day in the middle of all that. So take that, Gay Pride Month. Thank God there's Father's Day out there. Anyways, um, but yeah, so there you go, women. Uh, I believe in the firmament. Like Buddy says, there's actual science behind a lot of the things that it said. So like he said that just explaining to people back in that day was that there's water in the air. All right. And that's just what they're trying to tell you. Okay. And again, there is water in the air. I guess maybe is it the yeah, wait, where's Kerber? Right. Is, is, is Kerber around too? Like, is there a weather machine that makes it rain or is it? No, so like, water? yes, yes. There's a weather machine. And then like, we're, we're trapped by it though. Like you can't travel out into space. We're literally trapped Ooh. by it. It's like Hold a on. dome. It's a yeah. dome. First of all, there is a weather machine. It is controlled at uh, the headquarters of the 82nd Airborne Division. Everybody knows that. That's science. <laughs> I thought you were actually going to talk about the real weather machine because we have, we have like done like tests and all that. There are machines out there that we tested back in World War II, and that's not a conspiracy where we can control like you mean weather balloons and stuff. No, no, no. Like just look it up. That's like. As you would always say, Nick. Oh, right. Like, as you say, just look it up. Being able like, to make one cloud, being able to make one. No, like storms and uh, things of that nature. Well, they they, they were trying to figure it's out a way. Declassified. Well, yeah, they were trying to figure out a way. If yeah, they could, uh, Coast Guard was working on it. If they could destroy yeah. hurricanes by dropping. Correct. Uh, I forget what the chemical compound is. And it had some know. success for a cloud, but like. Like but silver they, nitrate. But then the, the, then the real else. the real scientists that aren't paid for by the government came in and said, if you destroy hurricanes, you will destroy the ecosystems of thousands of islands, right? Because they depend they depend on those hurricanes, and right. so it's like that. And they they stopped that idea going on. But anyways, let's uh let's grab uh let's grab the book of Earl uh, here real quick. And again, uh, Dave Dave mentioned it that you know we haven't heard a book of Earl in a while. Mm -hmm. And so we, we were talking about some scripture and the, mine is better than scripture. Don't strike me down, Lord. But, you know, you, you put these you put these thoughts in my head that are oh, absolutely. Wow. True. With a chaplain on here. You're going yeah. to. Hey, now, hey, buddy, here? maybe maybe now you see it. Maybe now you see exactly where the funny hey, part of that um, was. So, um, OK, uh, I, I think you yeah, get it. Lou, I just I, want you to I just want you to know that I don't stand with Nick on this. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey. Just go ahead and dot, do the cross, and you're and you can walk outside. All right, just say twelve Hail Marys, and you're good. Okay, um, and mute. and I'm good. So you can murder somebody and just say Hail Mary, and you're done. Like it's it. You're good. Uh, anyways, uh, say I think you have to say a lot of Hail Marys. Right. What I what I wanted to chat about real quick, because uh, you know my my speeches are always real quick. Um, let's talk about community again. What exactly does community mean? And I, I get I get a little triggered when you force somebody to be a part of a community. And how do we do that? We do that by, I don't know, like taxing, like taxation, right? We do that by you guys are going to pay for this whether you want to or not. Right? And that's what the federal government does. So I want to talk a little bit about why I dislike the fact that people believe that the federal government has money. Okay. 
the federal government doesn't have any fucking money. All right. And I get real triggered when I, you know, just like I had fun last week with Dave about the tanks and planes. Guess who owns those tanks and planes? Awesome. We do. Okay. So, so we, we already own tanks and planes like the civilians do like you do. You technically own lots of tanks and planes. All right. So they belong to us. Now let's go micro style. This is what the book of Earl wants to talk about when you want to become a trigger pansy. You think you have the one answer to veteran suicide. You have the one answer to any type of suicide or the one answer to sexual assault, blah, blah, blah. There isn't one answer. All right. There's thousands of answers, thousands. And the bigger you can actually have a willing community, which veteran trash talk has become, right. To actually address issues. Just keep that in mind when you message our page as well. Like when you message the big girl and say, Hey, I, this, that, all I'm going to tell you to do is call, call a doctor, right? I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, I like, I'm not a psychiatrist, right? I, and then if you really want the big girl's opinion, I'm going to tell you to stop being a bitch. That's just the way I talk, right? I'm going to be like, you know, when you get up in the morning, like, just like, Hey, put your pants on and go to work. Right. Like, and then if you don't like your job, quit it. Right. And then, and then, but then don't bitch when you're poor because you quit your job. Okay. Like that's, that's the trade-off. Okay, do you want to work or not? All right, and then, yes, bad shit happens. And that's when the community has to step in. That's when the community has to take action. So Which I think it's like on record. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, that's what is beautiful about our community is when somebody reaches out, somebody has an answer. That's the point. So just try your best to refrain from saying, this is why this happens. Okay. That is why that happened to you. Okay, that might not be why that same thing happened to somebody else. It could be a thousand different reasons why it happened. So again, just take a breath, think about what's going on in the society, and then think about your neighborhood. Okay, before you start caring about what, you know, the Supreme Court's doing, all right, maybe you should care about what your district court is doing. Maybe you should care about what your local government is doing, because you actually have influence there. You know where you don't have influence? The federal government. You got none. All right. They, you, you let them get as big as they possibly can get. And now you just got to sit there and suck on it. All right. I think that's, uh, I think that's uh, chapter five. Uh, you know, so, so just sit there and suck on it's it. It's actually six, six. Yeah. Six, six, chapter six. Yeah. I don't remember when I wrote it. Yeah. But, I, I read it last night. Just it, it's just, it's sit there and suck on it. All right. And I'm going to go back to the COVID days. Right. And when everybody, when you walked into a store and just say you didn't want to wear masks because you believed in individual freedom and all that kind of stuff, right? Like you, you walked into a store and they said, sir, put a mask on. Did you put a mask on and walk into that store? Right? If you did, then who cares about your bitching? Because you just gave them power. All right? You walk in and make them call the cops. Call the cops. Right? And by the time the cops get there, you probably already got what you wanted. And then you just leave. So it's like, it, it works out both ways. But again, Take a little bit of, you know, personal ownership in the community that you are involved in. And if you are in veteran trash talk, you know, be a part of the community in a positive manner, all right? Don't say anything unless you actually have something to help with, right? Like be that answer. If you don't, just read and learn. I've learned so many things off this community because I, I, I listen to what other people's problems are. And then I watch somebody else jump on and give them a solution, you know, and I'm like, that, yeah, I didn't think about that. 
bunch of tools that you can put in your kit bag like i always say 100 percent, dude exactly so like i said embrace the community you know who's not in your community the fucking government all right the federal government is not in your community so before you bash outside of your community look in we always say that the demons inside get it out look inside your own community fix your foxhole fix your buddy's foxhole right and then it starts to spread and Nick, if they want to talk to a politician about their community, who do they go to? Because people always get this wrong. Well, you go to your I mean, local representative. There you go. Like they go, they they jump four, they jump four steps up the pay grade ladder, and nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, they want to run right to their the, the federal the senator. You know, it's like what he yeah. really? You're lucky if you if a even there, reads bro. your email. <laughs> it's like go to your district alderman first. That's who you go to first. And then, then you go to the mayor, and then you can, like, then there's district Supreme Courts, all that stuff. Uh, but anyways, yeah, uh, let's stick in the veteran community. Real, This will be the end of it, but I don't think you, some of you have noticed this, but we've seen a lot of lives change in the last two years, and I'm really excited about it, to include all of ours. 100%. Right? right. Joe, Joe just got a job, all right, with Fleet Techs, who sponsors our UFC show, right? Fleet Techs is hiring veterans. That's all he wants to do is hire veterans. So go to fleettext.com if you have a math, was it engineering or automated background, right? Automotive yeah. background. And you, you have a chance to make about 120, 150,000 a year. If right? you can okay. work out of a DeWalt kit bag and learn how to splice little tiny wires, you literally can make three figures an hour without breaking a sweat. And I'm telling you that from experience. I went from doing something where I wanted to make more money and just like Nick's talking about, if you're going to work every single day hating your job, stop bitching about your job. You're the one going to work every single day. You know, start putting some feelers out there to make something else happen. You're a veteran. There's avenues Make that out change, there. you mean? Make you're that change? Exactly. Oh, make that change. What's your, what's your boy sitting in the room with you doing? Yeah. I mean, you I, know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was that po- faith, and it worked out. I forget to post that today on the group, but uh, on the group, on VTT official, somebody posted, you know, perspective is different where it says you're going in a circle. But then if you look at the depth of it you're actually just going to spiral down okay so if like if you're still going on that same circle and nothing's getting better it's because you're going down right and it's like you can easily stop and just turn around all right you got to get yeah. out of that you got to get out of that mental state that you know i wake up i'm depressed i can't do this like i'm not good enough like it's just i, I hate saying victim blaming but you are victim blaming yourself like you got to get out of that mindset and just say Fuck it. I'm going to fucking make that change. I'm going to be positive when I wake up this morning. Fuck, think about puppies. I don't give a shit. Whatever makes you happy. And then things will change. But How about like think said, about the challenges that you've overcome down and realizing that you're not dead. You've done correct. it before, bro. Correct. And then, oh, and then no I'm a big... Be, and not so, to mention, do that no, veteran tag quick. proud. Like, and then real, quick, real quick, I'm big into manifestation as well. Like, I feel like what you give, put out, you're going to get back. So, like, well, if the, you're depressed the, all the, the time, pissed off all the time... You're going to bring that type of energy to right. and we'll, we'll, bring religion, you. we'll bring religion back into it because yeah. we'll bring well, not religion, but we'll bring spirituality back into it. We'll bring yeah. the Bible that says you can yeah. give your way to a happier life. Okay. Yeah. It literally says that you can give your way to a happier life. Right. That's so why like, we give, surround each other with yeah. our, you know, yeah. get, give, we, give 110% yeah. and chances are you're going to come out. All right. You know, that's well, kind well. of what it is, buddy has hand raised. What's up. Appreciate that. Appreciate your patience. It's very nice of him. Thanks for not interrupting me like Joe usually well, Actually, does, he probably would have if he had internet. Yeah, I was going to say. I have internet. Well, do you? Just, just, bad, just bad internet? Yeah. 
you going to say so, something or are you just going to freeze? Go read the internet. I don't know. He's going to stand there. Are you going to stand anyway, there and bleed? You know. <laughs> what? All we see is your face. Yeah. Okay. What? Anyway, so. You know, Anywho. Uh, like everything. You're going to skin that smoke said, wagon? It, it makes a. So you going to shut up so I can talk? Well, well you I mean, we, keep you keep breaking up. I So I got to fill the airtime. What's up? I haven't said anything. How am I breaking up? Okay. Anyway, so like uh, I went through the same, like a lot of the same shit, like uh, getting ready to retire, all that stuff. And uh, you know what I found? Have some fucking patience. Just calm the fuck down. Take a deep breath. You know what else? Everybody talks about giving other people grace and being like patient with other people. Sometimes you got to give yourself a little bit of the same grace that you expect every or everyone else expects for you to give your them. You got to give it to yourself. Things are going to work out. They are. They've worked out in the, in the past. They're going to work out in the future, as long as you're patient. And then it's okay. Like getting out of the military, it's okay to not know what you want to do. It's fine. Have a have a plan That's to work what Sergeant Major forward said. and figure it out. Well, Sergeant Major's a fucking idiot. He never got out of the military. Anyway, yeah. the uh, <laughs> it, it's always it's good to have a plan to move forward, but be able to shift left and right and follow some things that you think you might want to do until you figure it out and then do what you want to do. If you're chasing a dollar, you're never going to be happy. I just want to say, you gotta love your. You gotta you're love yourself doing first. A job just you gotta learn how to love yourself yeah. first before well, you apply any of that. And people are like, that's selfish. You're... People are like, self love is selfish and all that. No, like in order to love something else, you gotta love yourself first because that is oh, exactly... a, 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 a moral. A moral superiority is selfish. Like yeah. thinking Dave, that Dave, you, know, you remember being, love right? yourself so being, much. Being, but hey, hey, so I really, I'm sure Buddy had a really good anyway. Point. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure that it was I like made the best my thing really good ever. point. That was a good point, had, buddy. It came, it came in kind of shocking. <laughs> Thank you. Right. So, no, but we, we we do like it. What and do you want it. me to tell you? Hey, Costa Rica, I mean, I mean, get better I mean, internet. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. You. Well, I mean, we just right that was literally the book of Earl. What have you done about it in Costa Rica? Nothing. All right. So stop whining. Go back. Go to the Costa Rican government. <laughs> what have I done about help internet? Them. Go there and fix I put it. Kaplan is on here. Like, yeah. what did I get myself into? Welcome to the dumpster fire. But hey, I'm going to close out the book of Earl with that about you know giving and the community coming together and those of you that know we buddy and i have been traveling joe's come along on a few trips uh you know supporting the warrior ride with the ultimate sacrifice foundation and what kyle's been doing he's in lake havasu right now and somebody that we met in denver actually gave him their uh, lake house on lake havasu to stay in right that's how a community comes together right the community says hey i got a spot for you to stay in uh you know in arizona and there you go right now the Ultimate Sacrifice Foundation is trying to get Kyle's family out to San Diego. And with the jet fuel prices and all that kind of stuff, it's going to cost about five Gs. Now, I'm pretty sure that the majority of the money that's been donated to that uh, fundraiser has been from the BTT family. So uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, it's through the Ultimate Sacrifice Foundation. But we're at $3,700 roughly. Okay. We need to get that to five grand. Okay. So if you go on our page, it's pinned to the top. All right, if everybody on the group just gives two dollars, so that hits five thousand, right? We're good. Okay, we're good get go. his family. Hey, can out we there. talk about the fact that if 
it, 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 oh, your buddy goes it, again. Three man. daughters out there. Three daughters out there on Father's Day. Like, come on. Yeah, so I, I think what Buddy said was get him out there for Father's Day. Yeah, I yeah, think that's yeah. what he said. You no, know, if you're if said. you're li if you're listening, just to caveat off what Nick said about Kyle, uh, man, I, I haven't met anybody in a long time that I want to just put my arms around and help as much as this dude because he's such a salt of the earth, good human being, who's had every excuse in the world to be one of those victims, and that dude's always got a smile on his face, always got an upbeat attitude. And flat out won't quit. And he told me something, and we had a straight face. And he said, Joe, I just feel like I'm good at taking taking the hits. And it's the only thing I've ever been able to good, be good at is not give, not staying down when some people might. And I, I can get up, and I can take the abuse, and I can keep on going. And that's the one thing I've found that I'm better at than most people I've met. Dude, and, uh, there was some horrible shit. Go ahead, brother. Joe, there were some mornings I was waking up, I'm like, man, I'm not feeling today. And then I would see the videos that he was posting. So for everybody that's watching, I want to inhaled on and a he's riding, down at a baseball yeah, field. He's riding a bicycle, not a motorcycle, like a bicycle. And he started out in Boston, in Boston, and has rode across the entire freaking country. He's in Arizona. He's going to end in California. When he posted a video, and I'm like, holy crap, like, I want to complain about my situation right now. Or that my life sucks, or I don't want to roll out of bed in the morning. And here is Kyle; he's getting hailed on, almost got kidnapped. Like laughing, Jesus, like in his videos, smiling man. and laughing. Yeah, never. And let's not talk. Let's not forget about you know the guy he's writing for and the Maddox yeah. family. You know, I don't want to get too much into this right now because we got an amazing guest who's going to talk about all the good stuff. But like, just inspirational. Like, check it out. Go to Ultimate Sacrifice Foundation. Check out everything. Check out their website. Check out what Kyle's doing. Check out the Maddox family. Like, they lead with integrity and, and, and just the stuff that they're doing right now in the community and everything. It's just, it, it blows my mind, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. So, anyhow, so just my little soapbox there. Good job. Right. Dave hey, but, but, buddy's, buddy's texting me right now. Uh, he's, he's panicking. He's cleaning his teeth right now. You saw that. Uh, but, uh, no, it's just, a, it's just a little it's ribs. A little I have ribs. For, I have yeah, ribs. I had ribs. Take the dentures out, buddy. But, yeah. Hey, so, hey, do us, do us all a big solid, guys. If you're watching, all right, share it. If you can't donate $2, all right, that's fine. All right. Nobody's at, nobody's like saying you're a bad person for not, but then at least share it. All right, share it to your family, all that kind of stuff, so that you know maybe we can we can get Kyle's family out there. Uh, yeah. And again, you know what? If we get to five, if you get to five grand uh, off of our page alone, that's just that's so awesome. That's what we're trying to do. Um, and buddy's still texting me. But I don't I don't know what you want me to do on the show while texting. Uh, it's okay. Everybody's okay. It's not it's not a big deal. Um, so, anyways, I get to introduce Lou, i.e. Ken. Uh, we we don't really know what he's called. I think he was a Delta Force, <laughs> yeah, Delta, Force Delta Force chaplain with Kerber jumping halos out of uh, Sherpas. So yeah. uh, I, like so, I got not 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 quite sure with this, but anyways. Uh, so he, you're the founder of AFM, correct? Right. Yeah. Right. And so that's the what is that the armed what is it armed forces for armed forces mission armed forces mission correct. All right. So the armed forces mission intervention challenge. AFM.org. AFMfamily.org. AFMfamily.org. So go check that out right now. And uh, uh, everybody's texting me right now. Stop it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> but um, no, uh, go there and check it out. So that way, when he's talking, you can see what we're doing. And this is another thing that we do for our community. All right. We promote veteran owned businesses for free. 
All right. We don't care if you're for profit, nonprofit, doesn't matter. Get on here. We'll promote you. Now go to that website and you're going to hear the founder talk. If you like what he has to say, all right, throw a little bit of ducats his way. All right. Or find a way that you can help support him, which I have a way too. We'll talk offline. Um, and then also with that, like if you don't like it, then don't give him any money. All right. Keep That's scrolling. Something. Keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling. Go to the next okay. one. Okay. Um, but anyways, but I like we got to, I got to meet Ken from our last guest last week. I don't know if you if you guys watched that one. That guy was a wild card. All right. He, he came out there. He came out, yeah, old Trico came up with some wild stuff. But anyways, uh, we, I kind of understood. Yeah, because I, yeah, I kind of understood about half of what he was saying. But like, shout out uh, to. Yeah, Chico's, Chico's out there. He's out there putting skin in the game as well. You know, like I said, so we're putting skin in the game. People that have joined our community, they're helping out. If you're not putting skin in the game, just shut the hell up, okay? So we got we got Lou here. We got Ken Lou Coon. All right, he is uh, he is putting skin in the game, and he's doing something about it, and he is teaching people how to intervene in suicide prevention and seeing this is PTSD Awareness Month, uh, Pride Month, Women's Month, Father's Day Month, but it's all kinds of months. All right, yeah. but anyways, we he's got you know he's got one of the solutions to the thousand that he's working on, and I'm sure that it encompasses a lot more, and he'll talk about it. So welcome to the Trash Talk Hour, uh, and please cheers, sir. Us, Thank you for coming please, on. Yeah, please man. tell us why the Chaplain's Corps is the biggest waste of money. That's what <laughs> yeah. in the history of the army. Well, hey, first of all, I loved uh, the first forty minutes this afternoon. You guys have an unconventional way of bringing in the spirituality, and I like that because it's very tough. A lot of people say, oh, you're a chaplain, you're gonna bring us uh, the faith stuff. And I kind of do it the way you guys do. Either you're, either you're gonna accept it or you're not, and that's up to you, you know? Uh, but uh, back to, uh, I love what Face Man was saying. You oh, know, there's nobody a, likes what he says. Yeah, they all love there, me. You're good, there's a, there is a verse of scripture that says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you think stupid thoughts, you're gonna do stupid things. I was. I was uh, riding the other That's night Joe's with a police problem. officer, you know, and uh, what? But I have people all the time saying, "How do you do what you do?" And I and, and and I was riding with a police officer the other night, and we got a call on a stupid situation, and I said, "I would much rather do what I do than to do what you have to do," because he was writing up a report on a stupid incident, and right. and you know, people spend their energy doing stupid things. And so that's part of the problem. But um, I appreciate you guys letting me come on with you this afternoon. It is great to be with you. Um, I actually formed Armed Forces Mission about 10 years ago. So we're celebrating 10 years of service Ooh. and uh, made it past the three-year hump. That was a tough three years and uh, got past that. And now we've been at it for 10 years. Uh, I've done over 1,700 suicide interventions in both the military and civilian settings. And we've now trained over 23,000 people. I just got back from uh, Dallas, Texas, Wednesday. We trained 124 Dallas PD uh, folks. I got 3,000 members in their uh, department, so we'll hopefully be getting to go back there. Uh, do a lot here in Georgia and South Carolina. Been out in the Ozarks. Uh, probably out of the 23,000 people that we've trained, about a third of those are law enforcement, so about 500 different agencies all over the place. And one of the main reasons is because they get calls, you know, and, and I tell people all the time, you're, you know, the first responders, the guys in the uniform are not really the first responders. The first responders is the mother who calls about the teenager that's suicidal or, or, or the neighbor who calls about the veteran that's suicidal. They're the real first responders. And so the, 
guys in uniform show up, they're the second responders. And then if they have to go to the hospital, the, the, the white suit is the third responder, you know? And then, Ooh, I like they, that. Yeah. I and, never looked at it that way. And, yeah. and, and then, what, oh, and then what happens is they, they get uh, referred out to a, a psychologist or a clinician. That's the fourth responder. So who's really on the front line? It's the ordinary people. You know, they don't wear the uniform. It's, uh, like Joe. it's, the, it's the little league baseball coach. It's, uh, it's, uh, I've done that. Go ahead. No, no, no. no, no, no. I was just saying, I've, I've been the, co he said, I'm that guy. And I said, I've been a he's the order. He's the ordinary one in the group. So go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 it's what well, the 23,000 people, the, the other two thirds that we've trained, they're just ordinary people. Um, but I will tell you this we did train in my hometown a couple of weeks ago. We trained all of the fire department got finished at five o'clock and that night at nine o'clock I got a text message from two EMTs and they had been called to all places TJ Maxx I don't know if everybody knows what TJ Maxx is that's where buddy Max got that tank top. yeah I'm a Maxinista so you know we had a we had a, a young lady that was suicidal and the neat thing was that the EMT said we did it almost verbatim like you taught us in the simulation exercise and she's safe today. Good. So that, that brings me to my first core value that we teach in our workshop is I've never, you know, I've done over 1,700 suicide interventions, but this is going to sound rather contrary. I've never met anybody that really wanted to die. I mean, suicide is not the result of wanting to die. Suicide is the result of loss that leads to hopelessness, and the hopelessness is so overwhelming that it short circuits your coping mechanism. Just trying to get rid of the problem, right? Just trying to get rid of the problem. Yeah. 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 Is that a Smashing Pumpkins line? What, what is it? Uh, uh, emptiness is loneliness, and loneliness is emptiness, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, so it's kind of, it's, it's a, it's a catch-22. You feel hopeless, you don't do anything, you feel more hopeless. And, and then a lot of people say, well, I feel like suicide is the only option. Well, you know, in my former lifetime, I was a real estate broker. You know, I used to sell options. And the one thing I know about options is that gave you the right to buy a house. And that right. didn't mean you had to keep the house for the rest of your life. That meant you had the option to sell it if you wanted to. And, but with suicide, suicide, well, it may be an option, but it's an option ender. There's no more options after that. Yeah. And, and so let's figure out a way to stay alive to get you, if you can just sleep tonight. solution to attempt, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, you know, and that's a good, I, I hear that one a lot, and I used to say it too. But, you know, some some problems aren't temporary. I mean, I can't make your legs grow back if I blew, if your legs go. You can't. You, can. you know, yeah, but, sure. but you know what? That doesn't mean you have to go without legs. You can get some titanium legs, you know. You can start winning uh, marathons, you know. You can get so, some tank tanks, those little feet with the reach thing on them oh my gosh yeah you'd be running i guess you'd be running faster than anybody lou i got a question for you yeah man and you're in your experience have you dealt with a lot of guys um that you say that are on that edge or dealt with anybody that um the biggest hurdle that you're dealing with isn't necessarily what they're going through it's a tbi and it and it affects their critical thinking to the point where they can't see reality for what it is so it actually makes their depression um, oh, based gosh. on something that's not reality, so you're fighting that as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I was I was at a fundraiser this you morning. Have said, you should have said nope. <laughs> well, <laughs> here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, you got a hundred billion neurons in your head, 
and they're each connected to 10,000 synaptic bridges. And if the, you know, if your shoes, if you got a good shoe with a good shoe string, you can lace it up pretty good. But if it's frayed, then that synaptic bridge is not going to go into that neuron the way it's supposed to. And so whether it's uh, TBI or P PTSD, um, but they're not connecting the way they're supposed to. And so the mind is not functioning properly. So yeah, you can that can lead to greater depression because it's not functioning properly and there's not a, a real good concept of reality at that point. So, and that's what, that's what, that's what hopelessness is all about. I mean, you've lost, you've lost sight of reality, hopelessness. You know, the, the Bible says without hope, people perish. And so, you know, I could be talking to the national atheist society. So, I mean, oh, we're not the hope. We're not the faith guys. Yeah, but you have purpose. Everybody's got purpose, you know, and, and, and you can talk to an atheist who says, well, I've got purpose. Okay. Well, when you, when you lose that purpose, you're suicidal. So every you got to have purpose, you got to have hope, whatever you want to call it. But if we don't have that, we end up dying. And and to the point, to the point where even if you don't kill yourself, it's called psychogenetic death. So you know all my mm -hmm. all my sons, I got four boys. Uh, three of them are military. Um, one went into fire service with Atlanta, so he sees stuff all the time. He all was, the time, yeah. He was trying. Well, to are you a fireman now, Dave? No, no, no. I just wanted to say that because we, and I didn't, not to stop the whole show, but we talked about police officers, firefighters, like, and then us being military deployed. Like we deploy, we go to a different country, we deal with whatever needs to happen and we come back. Firefighters, police officers are dealing with that on a daily in their environment where they live. Well, you know, so not, every day. not to mention, yeah. you know, uh, a friend of mine who's a retired state a friend of mine who's a retired state police detective, uh, I think I've told Nick and Dave about this story. We were in Iraq when it happened. Um, he read, he went into a house on a felony search warrant, was shot five times with an AK-47. Yep. Um, still alive. Um, he posted something today about the uh, the school shoot, the school uh, resource officer that killed that shooter in Alabama. Anybody? Yeah, and he's being charged yeah, I, with I, I didn't hear I, I didn't hear anything about it, but what I did say over the chat was, I couldn't imagine seeing the firefights that we saw and then coming home and being and having to wear a cop's uniform and being treated like that for what we've done. So I would say that the PTSD is it's not not only so much worse, but it's 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 alienating because you feel like the public uh, you're, you're hated and you're kind of demonized. And I, I think the firefighters, what they deal with, um, not to not to get into being morbid about it, but when you see somebody die there, there's. There's peaceful ways and there's very um, ugly ways, yeah. unfortunately, to, to, you know, we, we've all been there. Um, but seeing someone burned is not something that the human mind is designed to see without. Unless you're, Mike, unless you're Mike, unless you're you Mikey. You can't unsee. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. You just can't unsee it, you know, and uh, it's your own I, community, I the, you know, like when I, firefighters, you know, all it takes is one bad fire and you're changed. You know, not, to take, not to take anything away from, from our guests, because I want you to keep going. This is an amazing discussion. But, like, even going to New Orleans when, when Hurricane Katrina happened and it was, like, on American soil and I saw some of the stuff there, like, it, it I, honestly, personally, it felt like it touched me more. Like, it, 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 like, affected me more because this is, like, America. This is where we live, you know, and, like, seeing the dead bodies in the water, you know, going into houses and all the stuff that was going on compared to, like, over there, we do our thing, we come back, and it's done. So... Again, respect to the police officers and firefighters and our, you know, there's also, on a daily. There's also something to be said for the amount of, of senses that are involved in the, uh, in the experience. 
Yeah, if you uh, right. smell here and and see it, it's going to be uh, a bigger impression on your mind, and it's going to, well, for lack of a better term, it's going to fuck you up more if you hear and smell and see a guy burned to death than if yep. you just walk up on a guy that got you know took two to the face. And you're like, mm. yeah. And so, so you know, to, to circle back to the guest, it's a, it's a, you know, it's that thing that we see, and then that's the PTSD, the TBL kind of stuff. And you were going off of your principles, so you had your first principle that you described. How many do you have with AFM? That well, we got, goes? we got, uh, we got five uh, core values, and all right, so we got four more to go. Well, I don't know if we hit all of them, but that that's the most hit them, hit them, hit them, hit them. That's the most important one. Is it's not. Yeah, I've never met anybody that really wanted to die. Suicide's not the result of wanting to die. You know, and back to, I will say this though, the, the uh, fire stuff, that's my, my post-traumatic stuff is, uh, is from fire. You know, uh, 30 years ago, I was involved in, uh, I got into fire service accidentally uh, because a tanker exploded. Uh, I had just gotten out of OBC and I was back home. I was back in the reserves. I was eating McDonald's and a tanker got hit by a car that went out of control and I was the first one on the scene, tried to save the guy and I couldn't. Yeah. But that that didn't, you know, I didn't ever have any sleepless nights because of that. I mean, I couldn't save the guy who's probably already dead. But then 16 years later, my third son, who was not even born when that happened, he basically blew himself up in the backyard when he threw some accelerant on a fire and, and the can blew up and burned him over 90% of his arms and half his face, had to be life lighted. And that was in 2009. Well, I told you guys, I was a real estate broker in 2009. You know what was happening back then. So uh, yep. the economy had gone down the toilet. And I was at home on monster.com looking for a job. You know, my wife was at Kroger. And uh, after the flight took off, uh, helicopter took off for Grady, I called my wife and said, you got to get home, you know. And so uh, that was the first time I ever had thoughts of suicide. I felt like a crappy father. I felt like I'd let my family down, you know, and, and I thought my, my, my family, I thought my family, and here's the, here's the other principle too, you know, suicide makes sense. This is another core value that I want to I share try with to tell you. The, I try to tell people all the time. Yeah. Suicide makes sense. I, I posted that one night after a, a veteran killed himself. I was 50 yards away from him. Didn't know he was about to kill himself walking into Longhorns and he killed himself at the red light because he got pulled over for a DUI. And I didn't get I didn't get to eat dinner that night with my friends because the chief said called me and said where are you at and I had to go and do the death notification. So um, you know it's suicide makes sense. That's one of our core values. But let me share this. That's not the only part of it. I did post just those three words one night on the internet, and I don't. It almost shut the internet down because people that know what I do, they're like, oh my God, there's the suicide guy, and he's saying suicide makes sense. Well, it's my core value. It's one of my core values. But the, the other part of that is suicide makes sense up until somebody calls you out on it. And then when they call you out on it, it it's almost like that deer in the headlights. It doesn't make as much sense when they say it back to me. Um, I had a colonel. I won't say where I was at. I was up in the Northeast. And um, I asked him if he was having thoughts of suicide. And he said, yeah, I have been. And it's like that proverbial light bulb came on over his head when I said it back to him. So you are having thoughts of suicide. It didn't make as much sense to him, you know, and I always kind of refer to it as the David Copperfield effect. We mm -hmm. all know. 
Yeah, by the way, David Copperfield is, is worth a billion dollars. The dude's worth a billion dollars, but all he does is tricks. That's all he does. He's never literally made the Eiffel Tower disappear. It's never disappeared. Um, and, you just ruined it, Dave's child. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But here, here's what's interesting. You know, here's, Oh, David Hasselhoff, Joe, not Copperfield. Not Copperfield. <laughs> my, my, my fault. My fault. That was Knight Rider. But our mind, our mind can make it, can play tricks on it, you know, until somebody tells you, well, let me share with you. That was just a trick. He really didn't make that happen. And uh, so that's, that's what I say all the time. Suicide makes sense. But when we call people out on it, it doesn't make as much sense. Now, I could look at my situation, for example, financially at the time, it would have made sense, right? Because I, we were to a point where we were bankrupt. Uh, I didn't have insurance because I'd stopped paying insurance. I couldn't afford it because we weren't selling any houses. I'd already lost a builder friend, a banker friend, an appraiser friend to suicide. Uh, I had 38 for $43. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, it, it, technically it would have made sense. I mean, I was planning to go to the desert with, a, with the National Guard and I was going to die in the desert and no one would ever know that my death in the desert was a suicide. So, you know, then my family would be better off still. So, um, but it was actually my oldest son who called me out on it. He Real quick, thanks for, thanks for sharing that little piece of it. Yep. Because I know people that are watching right now, there's probably a lot that, like, the way you said it just now, you already had it planned out. Yep. You, you knew you were going to go there and do your thing. And I guarantee you there's somebody watching right now who has those same thoughts. Yep. But now, like, whatever you're going to talk about next is – Hey, don't fucking do it. There's no, no, don't do it. Yeah, sir. Don't I, do I, it. Is it? I, I, I got a caveat this just because of how, how important and how much it means to me. And I've been near those situations where I, I was actually thinking that, you know, like, all right, think about what happens if you do that. I wasn't thinking about doing it. I was just thinking, okay, well, what are the results? And it's like, you have to, or at least I did. I said in my mind, I've got to look my little boy in the face and say, you don't deserve to get me for the rest of your life because I'm in pain. Right. I can't right. do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. No matter what it's, what's going on, I can't look at him and say, even though you didn't ask to be brought here, um, this is too much. You got to go yeah. without me. I can't do that. So, I mean, you got to find why. out. That's your why. That's your why, right? You got to find out why. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to have a why. On the bad days. You got to have a why. Thank you. You have yep. to. Yeah. You gotta, Same here. It's my kids. That, it's my kids. That that's that goes. That takes us back to the purpose. You, you know, when you lose your purpose, you've lost your why. You know, there's there is no why. So yeah. you got to have a purpose. And is it um, all right if I ask how your son, what like how how that how that played out, like how like the the burning situation? The only reason I ask is because that's my namesake. He died that way in an explosion in the backyard. And my mom was babysitting him, and when you were talking about it, I was getting chills because it, it's almost the same story. Oh it's my like god! He was playing with the, like the old kerosene tanks. Remember these or the oh, old yeah. oil tankers? Yep. Well, it was half full of kerosene, and he was throwing blackjacks in. It. He was twelve, and uh, oh, one one went out, and he went up to see what happened, and it sparked, and uh, it knocked the windows out of the house, and he was like three hundred feet in the backyard. So, oh my god! Uh, he was twelve. He was twelve and didn't make it. And when you were telling that story, I was like, my god! I hope it, you know. I hope he's all right. Um, but. Is, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, if you don't mind elaborating. No, he. Uh, the, it actually made the front page of the local paper the next day, and the Shriners found out about it. 
And oh, um, the Shriners called me and said, hey, we want to send him to Cincinnati to the Children's Hospital. And miracle. I mean, it is incredible. What a godsend that is. Eh? I said, you know, I can't community, afford community. it. You know, and, and, and the, the neat thing was they didn't charge us a dime. They, they paid for us to get there. They set, up, set us up in a hotel. And nine days later, Chad came home. And, uh, you know, oh, his, ar his arms, he has to be careful in the sun nowadays. But uh, he's actually in the Air Force. He's got a, a beautiful wife. And he's got our second grandson, our fifth grandchild. And they're now in Germany. So we're what a, what a miracle that is. Yeah. He came out of it, able oh to gosh, be in true. the Air Force and everything. That's incredible. Yeah, truly a miracle. And the neat thing was, I was actually with him in March. Uh, we were touring the old USS Yorktown in Charleston uh, before he headed to Germany. And uh, that was in March. Well, it was March 11 years ago, walking on that same ship. I was at Fort Jackson, had to go down to Charleston Air Force Base. Uh, we're doing some exercises down there. And when we got through that afternoon, we were uh, touring the USS Yorktown. And I called my son, my oldest son, who was stationed at Charleston, hadn't seen him in a year because he'd been out in California at a joint base out there. So he's walking around the Yorktown with me. And uh, he knew that I felt responsible for Chad. He knew I'd had a, because I went back into the military. I'd been out, but I went back in at the age of 46, hoping to deploy so that I could be killed in the desert and nobody would ever know it. And he said, I know you had a hard time with the FBI background check because you filed the bankruptcy and they almost didn't let you back in. And, then, and he's 20 years old. He said, dad, you're not working out anymore. I didn't think I was putting out any signs. <laughs> I did not think I was putting out any signs. You know, I was, I was putting on that Sunday go to church smile and everybody thought I was good. And man, you've been through a lot. And yeah, I'm sucking it up. We're just keep going. I didn't think I was putting out any signs, but that was the one sign that I put out because I've always worked out. I've always worked out. When my boys were born, my wife tried to give them a pacifier. I ripped it out of their hand and gave them a dumbbell. You know what I mean? You know, it's just that type of thing. Chad, my, my son who was hurt, two years after he, he, uh, he was hurt, trained him to a national powerlifting championship. So he was 15 years old and set some, some pretty cool records. But, you know, I, my son pulled me over to the side and he said, Dad, you're not working out. You've been through a lot. I just got to ask you a question. Are you thinking of suicide? And I didn't say anything. And he said, that's what I thought. You know, if you're not thinking of suicide, you'll say no, you know. But I didn't say anything. And I was trying to figure out how he knew. Well, I wasn't working out, you know. And so that's one of the clues. If we stop doing the things that we like doing, and maybe playing golf or, you know, beer bong, I don't, I don't know, what, what, whatever it is. You, but if we stop doing that, then maybe something's going on in our head. And we Those need are to two move. things I will never lose a day at. Yep. So Golf and beer pong. That is true, Nick. That is true. You and uh, shout out to Hernandez, undefeated <laughs> champions. Oh, uh, gosh. The, the, uh, the, uh, the, the other, I would share this too, that, uh, you know, life is full of questions. That's one of our core values. Life is full of questions. I mean, think about this. Over the past two years, we got, we're inventing questions now. You know, questions that we've never had before. You know, it's sort of like calling grandma and, hey, we're planning to come to the reunion and she says are well, you a you... guy yeah yeah are you a guy yeah that's a question we didn't know i mean <laughs> we'd never thought of that but uh, you know did you get the shot are you going to wear a mask yeah. uh those are questions that we've never heard of three years ago and so life is full of questions 
And a lot of people, when they're suicidal, that's all they're focusing on is the unanswerable questions. Just be where you're at right now. Tomorrow will work out. Get a good night's sleep. Eat good. Work out. Get the endorphins going. And you'll feel better. And if, and if you're because Find of that, a fucking purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have a purpose. So, you know, if we're working out and we're doing everything we can, it'll work out in the end. I mean, I just, I truly believe that. I, you know, I'm, I'm a chaplain. So all things work together for good, you know. For those who love the Lord, so keep going, keep moving yeah. on, just don't give up. It's kind of uh, like what Buddy was yeah, saying or any, about, or any, about, any it's not, about it's how it's not, you know, it's gonna be okay, you know, it's not okay right now. I get it. It stings right now. It sucks right now. It hurts right now. And going to lift weights in your mind isn't gonna fix shit. And you've already figured that out. We got that. But how about you just try? Right. See what happens. Take a, take because in the moment, breath. nothing, nothing's gonna work out. Oh, you know, buddy, put his Doritos down. Let's go. Is that yeah. is that a soda too, buddy? I mean, are I think you're. Are you hey, they got salsa verde. They're like, salsa like, verde. How much diabetes can oh, you? Oh, dude, we got the Costa Rican Doritos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm on vacation, Costa Doritos. dude. I can do whatever I want. Well, you're in America. So you ever see what they do in boiler room when they're on vacation? Sorry, sir. Nick, I think. Sorry, sir. So, Ken. Did we even get to number two of your core principles? Let's get a couple more of those out there. And then again, how can people support you? Uh, I know obviously money donations, but how, is there any other way for people to support? How can people get them? trained? And like how, like, you said you're certifying people like that's, that's Oh yeah, that's like, important. Like, yeah. I mean, if you, we've been all over the country, if you've got an organization that you work with or circles of influence, holler at us, we'll come out and train you guys. And here's the thing, here's the difference about uh, the, the, the program that I wrote for the Intervene Challenge is called Listen, Learn, Lead. I've actually written a book. I thought I had one around here. It's called Listen, Learn, Lead. And that's the curriculum that we use. Where can you buy it? Sorry, say again? Where can you buy it? Amazon. You can get on Amazon. Listen, can, Learn, can, Lead. Can, what's the link? Do you have listen, it? It's called, uh, yeah, I can shoot it to you. It's Listen, but the book is Listen, Learn, Lead, listen, learn, lead Suicide Intervention Book. Um, and it does have my story in there as well. So, but we give the, the uh, five core values and, and and just teaching people to listen, you know, and it's, and listening is more than just what you hear with years. It's a gut feeling. And it's, you know, it's, it's not walking away when you've got it in your head, that, man, something's going on with, with my buddy here and I need to engage them. And so one of the things, 99% of the people will never ask a suicide questions. Because they think they're going to put it in their mind or they think it's none of their business, but I don't want you to die, you know, so it is my business and, and I'm going to make it my business. And so, you know, we've, I've, that's one reason I've done over 1700 suicide interventions, but one of the big reasons that I've done that is because I'm not focused on signs. My son saw a sign in me. Uh, if you go to the CDC website, it talks about 13 signs. If you see these signs, then you need to engage. But what if there are no signs? Oh, well, that's just the person that, you know, I've had people that have said, oh, well, that's the people that are going to die. No, no. You, you bring that me. up real quick. We've had several. I know Nick, Joe, Buddy. We, we've had several buddies. There were zero signs. Right. Everything was going well. You would think that the stuff that we're taught, social media, everything, it's showing they're happy. They got, and I'm not talking about one specific guy, Nick, because there, there were reasons he did that. But well, that, no, general, that's, that, that goes back you know, to the second principle that where yeah. it makes sense. 
Yep. So that yep. guy, it made sense why that guy committed suicide. Yep. But others, like you think sense. everything's going going well, they're posting family pictures, kids have good grades, and then boom, the next day you find find out that they, you know, went went somewhere and shot themselves. And it's like, holy shit, like where did this come from? You know. So I like that approach about talking about not having signs, you know, still still attacking it. But go ahead. Yeah, so so how do, so how do you deal with that? So that kind of brings us. I think I skipped one of them, but here's the fifth one. This is probably the most important one. And I to buy your book to read the fourth one. It's okay. Good, good, yeah, good book. Go. I, like <laughs> I like that. That's, I like that's that. the cliffhanger. That's yeah, the cliffhanger. Yeah. You, you got to buy the book. Um, but, cliffhanger, great movie. Um, you know, it, it's uh, for several years. I've always I had been saying um, it's not what you look at that matters; it's what you see. It's not what you look at that matters; it's what you see. I thought I had. I thought I had coined that phrase, and so I looked it up to see if anybody else had ever said it. And I, actually, Ralph Waldo Emerson or somebody like that said no, it. No, it's George Washington. It's always yeah, George Washington. I, I actually, you know what? I thought Buddy, Buddy has the trademark in my life because he's lived by that phrase at 145 in the morning when they turn on the ugly lights in Alabama at the bar since he was 21. Yeah. It's not what, uh, 14. Matter what you look at. It matters what you see. Yep. See buddy's, well, eyes light, see, buddy's eyes light up when you said 21. It's like bottle four, Alpen four, glow four, down uh, him, and it doesn't uh, matter what he's looking at. Four, 14, bro. Like, <laughs> that's Alabama, bro. Uh, I think, uh, Sorry, I think Lou, we're out of line again. No, that's good. No, what, the, 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 whole, the whole idea, that, though, behind that is not what you look at that matters is what you see. How many of us have heard, and, and you just said it, you know, one of you guys said it, Man, we didn't see that coming. We didn't see that coming. We didn't see that. I hear, I hear it all the time. We didn't see that coming. I had a 17-year-old that killed himself, and all the parents wanted me to do a, a, a critical incident debrief with their teenagers who were best friends. And every one of the parents were saying, we didn't see this coming. We didn't see this coming. And one of the kids finally said, shut up. And, and the mom looks at him and says, what's going on? He told me he was going to kill himself. He oh. showed me where he was going to kill himself. And that's what he did. And so that's been four or five years ago. The kid's probably still in, in, in treatment, you know, for because his friend died. But he didn't know what to do about it. He didn't know what to do about it. And so it's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. What I mean by that, it's not the signs that people put out, like they're backing away or they're not hanging out anymore. They're not bowling. They're not going to the firing range or whatever it is that you do. They're, they're still doing all that. But, but it's, it's the other things. What's going on in their life? That's what you you know, and that's what you talked about, Big Earl. You know, it's 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 about community. That's what community is all about. Damn right. And so that's where we should be engaged and and say, hey, man, I know I know that uh, he he got the pink slip. I had a first sergeant in the in our Army Reserve unit. He was putting out no signs, none at all. And I approached him and he said, yeah, I have been. And we went through the de-escalation process. I said, you got any questions? Got him to a safe place. I said, you got any questions? He said, yeah, I got one question. How did you know? How did you know? He said, I don't think I was putting out any signs. I said, no, you weren't. I said, but I just know what you've been through. I know what you're going through right now. I know what you did in the desert. You were loving Bravo. I know what happened. He got a purple heart. He's, he's done some stuff. And now his wife is asking for a divorce. And he's getting the pink slip on his civilian job. So you're going through stuff. So it makes not, sense. it's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. And so and to bring it back to community, community needs to be in, We need to know what's going on with our brothers and sisters. Yeah. 
And, and, and so I'm going to hit you up with the book Earl again on that with the community is that if you're looking too far up and out, if you're looking not inside your own community, then you're going to miss all that shit. You're going to right. miss what's going on right in your hometown. Right. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Staring at scenery because you're missing the ride. Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> permanent. 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 Aliens just took over this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I blacked that one out. So. <laughs> No, Joe, I know Joe, Joe gets triggered when his internet goes out. Joe, we're not mad at you. Your internet just went out. So, no, no, no. So, so, okay, I, I just yeah, yeah. I said something and it froze. Yeah. Is it good, good now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is now, but like I said, aliens took over Thank your you. uh, your podcast. Was it, but, was uh, it no, the great yeah. alien? So say it again, Joe. I think you're back. Oh, no. It's like what you were saying. Don't, uh, you know, quit staring at the scenery. You're missing the ride type thing. You know, stop, mm-hmm. stop looking so far out for all these incredible things to help you. Um, I tell you, you know the when Nick's retirement party um it was pretty pretty embarrassing moment for me flying out there Lou um I got in a fight with my wife wasn't a good look for me um and uh we ended up going I ended up going to the party without her all right we're good now but it it wasn't pretty so the morning after I wake up in El Paso Nick's party I'm supposed to be waking up next to my wife we're in this great Airbnb and I walk out there and here's Tim a guy who works for our page I've never met him he drove five hours to be there, and all the guys from the West Coast are still sleeping, like Dave and Bill, and us East Coasters are awake. And I'm like, what's going on with my wife? I was so upset that I drank vodka last night, so I've got a wicked headache because I quit drinking 80 proof, like, awesome. quality You're a long welcome. time ago. And right, so I felt like shit. Brought to you by Faceman VTT, that headache. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even want to do this right now with talk to this guy, but I feel rude. He drove to just meet us, and no one's awake. So I felt like compelled to go out there with this nasty headache, worrying about my wife. I came back in after talking to Tim for 40 minutes and I literally walked up to him and said, Hey dude, I don't know why that happened the way it did, but I needed that conversation. And it's crazy. Cause I could have looked at how shitty this is going to be when I get home, how, Oh my God, what am I going to worry about? And all of a sudden I talked to Tim for a little bit. We kind of bounced a few things about life off each other. And I thought, you know what? My brother's parties today. I came out here to have fun. Well, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Something about talk, and it's just that one person in your community, you reach out and talk about an issue you're having, you never know, they might have the answer. And our page has done that on several occasions because of the diversity and because it is a community and there's people from all different genres, all different uh, ethnicities everywhere, different branches, everything. And uh, somebody's got an answer. Even the Coast Guard. uh, I was going to say even the Airport. Dave's European. And we let him in. He's a natural European. Yeah, we don't have any idea. What that fake shit. I get my sexiness from, but no big deal. No, but anyhow, no, yeah, no big deal. Um, <laughs> oh, I, buddy, I grew up no, in Germany. The, 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 the community, it, it, it is the answer. And, you know, when we first started this thing, a guy named Andy Marcusano, who I know his nickname was Captain America amongst those who knew him. I didn't have the pleasure of ever knowing him. I don't know if Buddy did. He was in the Spec Ops community. I know he was uh, very very uh well revered by all of his peers and anybody that ever met him and from what i know of the story and i know very limited details he was separating from the military and going to make big money working in dc doing security or some some kind but i talked to bill the day after it happened and bill was pretty broken up over it because bill definitely knew him and it was like that separation from those guys going to a different job and that was all we could make sense of was like maybe that was too much and that was when I said that for the first time. No one's ever killed themselves in a room full of veterans. 
And that was, that was when I came up with that, that phrase, like, you know, that's what it is, Bill. It's, that's gotta be, it doesn't make sense. Like he said goodbye to his brothers, was going off to a great job, went back to his hotel room and uh, took his life. And nothing about it made sense other than the fact that he had just said goodbye to his brothers and was moving on from them professionally. Um, so um, when someone breaks contact like that, and a lot of times there is no signs, just like what you, you said, Lou, look at what they've just been through. Look at the transition. Is it, divorce? is it a divorce? Is it a miscarriage? Uh, which is a lot, really tough for a lot of men to deal with because of the communication um, thing. It was for me, um, uh, basically trying to even communicate with her. Like shit like that, like uh, when you don't know the answer to something and then you feel like you're not making the right call. And I'm sure you've heard a lot. A lot of people say, it's not that I want to die. I just feel like everything I do turns to shit and they'd be That's better right. off without me. And sometimes and then, those people and then, need and to hear, hey, sense. we fucking need yeah. you. Yeah. We need yeah. you here. Sometimes people need to hear that. Right. Like, like, hey, a piece of me would die forever and never be alive again if I lost you. I need you here. That's right. You know, and, and, and yeah. sometimes people in that situation need to hear what's really on your heart. You need to just let it go. Right. Uh, you know, don't hold on to those to the feelings in those moments because they need to hear it. Yep. Yeah. Spot on, Joe. The, the, uh, the one other one that I would share with you, I don't know how much time we got, but let me do as long as you want, much brother. as you want, sir. Well, you know, one one that I share often You're is making a lot more sense than Chico was, so go ahead. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, up, so, Chico? <laughs> sorry, I uh, but but you know, the, the, the thing is, we don't ever judge why that person is to that point, you know. I had a homeless Marine a few years ago and I was sharing and, and he was suicidal, uh, but his, I, we, he was out in Colorado and I didn't, I didn't know him, but we had a mutual friend. So we were able to get him into a shelter that night and it was cold and, and uh, I was, we were worried about him freezing. And, and so he's got into a shelter. I called him back the next day. I said, how's it going? He said, my Martin guitar got stolen. And I said, man, I hate that. I know Martin, that's a nice guitar. That's a nice guitar. He said, that's all right. I got a nine mil. Well, we know where that conversation's going, right? And, 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 and if you, I know what you want to do. You want to call law enforcement and have them do a health and welfare check. I'll just let them kill. Them. And then I don't have to do it myself. Uh, and so he kind of put me between a rock and a hard place, you know? And he said, nobody cares about me. And I said, Marine, listen up. If you kill yourself, I swear I will never talk to you again. Mm -hmm. And he started laughing. He said, man, you're one strange chaplain. <laughs> so I said, that's all right. I said, you're laughing. That right there tells me. Oh, still, I love that. There's still some, there's still some life in you. But you know, I shared that story. Here's the reason I was talking about judgment. I was sharing that story with a sheriff's department one day, and I didn't preface it by sharing that he was homeless. I just shared, I, had, I got a Marine, and his Martin guitar got stolen, and he was suicidal. And I had one of the deputies who said, man, I wouldn't kill myself over a guitar. And I said, well, number one. Who said that? Know, that's what it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that's the icing on the cake. I said, let me, I said, deputy, let me ask you, where were you in 1983? He said, oh, I was a kid. Now, I want to know what grade you're in. He said, 1983, I think I was maybe third grade. I don't know. I said, well, let me tell you where he was. He was at the gates in Beirut in October of 1983. 
That's where he was. And we know what happened. 300 Marines got killed. And he had just come off the post at the guard gate where that, where that truck hit. And uh, he lost a lot of buddies that day. And when, you know, the, when all the big brass started showing up to see what was going on, some lieutenant for some general made a comment and he cold cocked the lieutenant and they kicked him out of the military. And so he spiraled since 1983 in and out of homelessness, in and out of drug addiction. And so just losing your Martin guitar, that Martin guitar was the only thing keeping him alive. So do not, that's the most judgmental, judgmental thing I've ever heard. I wouldn't kill myself over a guitar. You don't know what the dude's been through. That's all that was keeping him alive. I've had veterans that have lost their service dogs and they became mm -hmm. suicidal. You know, I, I, I can tell you right now, my cousin said it best. I've got second cousins that would, I'd lose less sleep over than I would if I lost my dog. Yeah. And that sounds awful to say, but oh, everybody here has had a dog knows no knows exactly what they're what i'm talking about um but that's another thing here uh lou that we don't you know we don't validate trauma right we don't i got no clue what the frick you went through i got no clue how your chemical makeup views those things and how debilitating yeah. it can be so we don't validate someone's trauma here and we certainly uh i i think with what we've seen over the time over the couple of years that we've done this and and the time before that um you know it ain't just a guitar you know that we do the public doesn't, you know, he gets the crazy veteran tag because he lost coverage. It ain't about the damn guitar. It's about everything that came before it to where the guitar right. is the only thing about. That's right. That's exactly what Lou yeah. was saying. That's like his last straw. Yeah. This is the last thing that I, that I love, admire. This is like my everything right now. And what led me to this point is everything that's fucking happened to me in the past. Now I'm here. Now you're taking the last thing away. Yeah. That's kind of only been that, so that, much. that guitar is not that, that it's it's whatever happened in the past, all the trauma. Dave, can you show us that hand and arm single for everything and then taken away again? What's that? Can you show us that hand and arm single for everything and then um, taken away again? Italiano si, si, si parla con le mani. I capito. Yeah. Oh, no, hey, see, no, that's uh, trilingual. I speak Italian, but nobody nobody knows that that's accurate. That means uh, I'm Italian. I speak with my hands. So, but anyway, I'm just saying. Like, so so this is everything, and then this is you lost it. Ironic that you said that with your hand well hey I'm sorry. awkward silence back to you Luke yeah one, <laughs> of the, one, of, one of the other things that I would share it too is you know I, there's been times when I was in formation and maybe a platoon sergeant comes up to me and says hey can you check on so and so he's you know sergeant Snuffy's here today but he ain't really here you, you know what I mean He's physically on the ground, but he's not really here. And I yep. share that all the time with fire departments. You know, we had a uh, we had a, a lumberyard fire in our hometown here a few years ago, and it's at nighttime. We don't have to worry about casualties. We're going to have fun putting it out. And uh, but if think about this, if one of the guys is actually physically there, but he's not really there because his mind is somewhere else, then someone's going to get hurt. You know, that's why we have the OSHA coming after the fire department all the time because they don't get enough sleep, number one, uh, and they've lost 30% of their mental capacity if they're on a 24-hour shift. But the other thing is, it's not about the fire tonight in the lumberyard. It's about the fire two weeks ago in the trailer park where the two little girls got burned to death because mom and dad were smoking and joking down the road, just shooting crack. I mean, that's, 
and, and you never forget the smell of burnt flesh. I mean, I know, right. I feel that way. I feel like I got a call one night uh, from the chief. She said, can you handle a, uh, an auto accident with fatalities? The Corvette blew up after it flipped and hit an SUV, two kids involved. And I said, can you get somebody else to do it? Because that's not my specialty, number one. If you got a suicide, I'll come do it. But uh, I didn't want to be around fire because I know what burnt flesh smells like. And I, and I don't want to go back to that. I don't, you know, so that's my, that's my self-care, you know. And I think we were talking about it earlier during Trash Talk. You got to take care of yourself. And, uh -huh. you know, and if you don't, it's not a selfish act to take care of yourself. It's not a selfish act to say, hey, I, to say no, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, it's really, I had to correct a few of my board members a few years ago. We got a great board now. They're doing a great job. They're focused. They know what our mission is. We got one mission that's stopping suicide. Um, but we're not, we're, we're, we don't do feed the homeless veteran. Somebody else can do that. That's good. They, we, I don't need to do everything. Uh, you can be a jack of uh, all trades and a master of none. We choose to be the master of what we do. And You're right. Awesome. Yep. That's what we do. And then after we've gotten them de-escalated, we put them in touch with people who can help them if there's other issues that they need to deal with. Uh, then we've got a network of resources that we can put them in, in touch with. But our focus, what we do is suicide intervention. We're going to do it all day long. We're never, we're never going to mutate into a bowling league or anything else or join a softball team. Bowling's fun, though. I know. And I'll do that with other people. But <sighs> But here's the thing, you know, when we originally put our board together and I was laying out the mission, I had, and we're all veterans. Every one of the board members are veterans. But somebody asked, what are we going to do? And I thought this was so crazy coming from veterans. But somebody said, what are we going to do when we complete the mission? I'm like, what? I mean, this this is mission impossible. Must have been an officer. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, so it's. There's, there's always going to be somebody somewhere somewhere tomorrow that's going to be suicidal. So, and in fact, I'll share this. Uh, since the beginning of COVID, but I don't know about y'all. I don't know where everybody's at. We're in Georgia here, and we got shut down in March of 2020. And I put out on Facebook in April of that year that the suicide rate's going to go through the roof. That's when we started this, Lou. That's, that's why we started. That's Nick, why we started. Nick contacted yeah. me and said, "Now's the time. Let's do it now." And it was oh, in April well. of 2020, and it well, was because of of because. And honestly, I thank God that Nick was active duty because it was what he was seeing with the active duty, the secondary appointments, or I, I'm missing the the word here, but anything outside of primary care was almost being looked at as uh, not 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 essential. Right. And, and uh, you know how much that word got a bunch of watered down meaning to it. Um, right. I, had to, I had to work construction in Charlotte, North Carolina to become essential after we all went overseas. But yep. anyways, um, but Nick was like, you know, this this is he, he said the almost verbatim the same thing. And I mean, obviously not verbatim, but different words like, hey, this is going to get bad before it gets better. Oh, like, yeah. They're canceling. There's so many things that increase. And, and he was, it was like kind of like a young couple having a kid, like, you know, you, you, there's never going to be a perfect time. And Nick was like, you know, let's, let's do it. We're either going to fail hard or this thing is going to make something. We got to do it right Domestic now. violence increase, child abuse increase. Everything. Like, there's so many, everything. everything yeah. Uh, you know, you know but, families like husband and wife finally figured out 
man, this, this shit ain't working. Why am I, you know, because now you better get now, your ass to work because I can't yeah. understand you. Now you're so at like, home the know. entire time, spending time with your significant other, you know, 40 year old, obviously, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, buddy, hey, buddy just, te just text Chris that you have to jump off. So, buddy has to go. He's got bad internet. Uh, he says he wishes he could join in this conversation more. And obviously, yeah, we love when Buddy joins in more, and so does the audience, but it, it is what it is. Um, he probably and, just saw a skin, uh, corp, a no, scorpion and, just crawl across the kitchen floor. And, and, th and those of you, those of you who, uh, who are watching for the first time, don't understand what veteran trash talk is. Uh, don't understand who, what Ken does, what AFM does. You know, we started this because they stopped all of my pain management, all of my physical therapy, everything, my behavioral health, everything. And I called Joe. Right. And I was like, if I can't get it, which the unit I was in with the rank that I had, I could pretty much talk to somebody whenever I wanted. Right. Like, no problem. I had a great chain of command. I had a great support channel. Right. And all that, all that stopped. And, uh, and, you know, it, Kenya inspired me to share three stories, real quick stories. Um, and things that we've already shared on here before. And, you know, what you shared was tremendously, you know, I know, I know it's painful. We know it's painful. It's coming from the heart. Uh, you know, when you, when you, when you talk about these things, you know, I, I lost a soldier when I was a platoon sergeant. Uh, his name was Taimano. Uh, he was an Islander and from the side of Guam, that was more Japanese. Uh, and he, you know, I, he's three levels down from me at this point, PFC. Right. And I, I looked at him and I, there was something wrong with him. Right. And I, and I went up to him and I said, and I punched him right in the chest. Right. And I said, cause he, this dude was hard. This dude was, a, I mean, he, he got arrested like three times, uh, beating up cops, you know, partying, you know, and, but he's a great soldier, humped a machine gun. You know, I mean, this, this is the guy that you wanted on your fire team. Right. He might not be the smartest guy in the world or doing like the, the most intelligent things in the world, but no, when, hey, when war breaks out, boom, time is coming in there and he's going to whoop some ass. Right. And I, you know, I saw him and I knew that he was dealing with some stuff because obviously he was about to get chaptered because it was his third drinking related incident and he had to get chaptered. It wasn't even a, it, there wasn't even a question. It was a policy, you know, and it was like, shit. And I, and I told him, I, I looked at him, I go, hey, man, I know you're struggling right now. I was like, but there are ways around this. I was like, if you just stay clean for the next couple months, I was like, I got ways to keep you in the Army. And guys like Buchanan, all right, he can testify to this. I know ways to keep you in the Army. Like, I'll get congressmen involved. I'll get, because I want this dude in the Army. I want this guy on my team, right? And so I went to a squad leader. I said, hey, man, hey, hey keep, a, keep an eye on Ty this weekend. You know, I was like, just like, something's off with him, right? And he was like, gosh, Sarge, you know, and sure as shit, the whole weekend, my squad leader's texting me. He's like, no, he's good. He's on, he's on Cocoa Head. He's hiking this. He's with his family. Here's pictures, Facebook, boom, bam, bam. I mean, happy as could be, right? And then I get a text that morning on Monday morning. We're going to a, we're going to a machine gun range. And he goes, hey, uh, Ty wants to know if he could walk to his appointment in the morning. It helps clear his head. Right. And at first I was like, yeah, of course, why not? Right. So when I did morning formation as a platoon sergeant, I'm standing out there. First sergeant's asking for a report. I say one man walking to an appointment, everybody else counted for boom, you know, gotcha. All right. Go to the machine gun range. And 
I get a call from the squad leader that says, hey, I haven't heard from Ty all day. I said, go check his room. He probably hung himself. Oh. Right? That's exactly what I said. You know, and walk into his room and there he was, hung himself. Mm. You know, and it was like, fuck. You know, like, like, it's because he was getting chaptered. You know, he's getting chaptered out of the army, so suicide made sense to him. Yep. You know, and 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 you, and you see that. So that's that's one story. And the second one, uh, veteran trash talk. And I said I share this for you guys because you know we all deal with these demons. If you don't get them out, then they're just gonna they're gonna haunt you. They're they're gonna haunt me no matter what. Ty's face is gonna haunt me the rest of my life. He was a beautiful young kid. Like just like I still wish he was here. But uh, then uh, you got my boy Bailey. All right, he was my mortar section sergeant. Uh, remember we talked about him, Joe? Talked about Bailey. I think Dave was in. I think you were in town when he killed himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it was. He texted me. He goes, "Hey man, thanks for you're doing better in trash talk." He's like, "I have a blast with that." And then Facebook shut us down. Oh god. All right. And then, and I said, "Hey, once COVID, all this COVID regulation BS is over." I was like, "Let's get together and have a beer," because he he came to El Paso. And then, you know, then he killed himself. And it was like, I, I, you know, obviously you can have the survivor's guilt and all that kind of stuff, but it's like, like the, I don't believe in survivor's guilt anymore. I've gotten past that point to where it's like, if it, it's almost to the point where if you have survivor's guilt, I almost peg you as selfish because it's like, get over it, bro. You're alive. Yeah. Like, it's like you're alive. You're alive. Like he's dead. She's dead. You're not. Like, yeah. stop. Just like the whole, you know, not yeah. to interrupt Nick, but this whole yeah. Memorial Day thing, how, like, I've switched my head about, like, don't make it about myself. Like, our brothers, about you know, you. passed away. Let's, let, let's, let's you know, continue our legacy. Let's celebrate them, you know, instead of being down, you know, and, and depressed and sad. And, yeah, of course I'm going to be sad and stuff, but, like, let's celebrate them. What would they do if they were here, you know? So, like, yeah. kind of ties into that survivor's guilt thing. Like, you're alive, homie. They're dead. You know, like, right. um, don't, but it's don't, hard. It's hard to come to that, and you know, yeah, yeah. You also, ahead. you also don't. You also don't there, want. Well, you know, we. Go ahead, Joe. No, I apologize, Nick. I, I was just saying that uh, Nick's retirement party. You know, I got the chance to get to know his dad a little bit more, and, and I wasn't surprised to be honest with you. I, I knew that he had a very similar relationship with his dad uh, that I do with my own, and. Uh, you know, I think about these these guys, you know, guys like Dutch, guys like, uh, you know, uh, Justin Rollins, whose mom I just talked to yesterday, and Dutch's mom, I play words with friends with her on the phone, and we all still kind of stay in contact. And I think about, like, how many days on Memorial Day I spent crying or Veterans Day I spent, you know, and I was drinking and I was on pain pills. And I, I remember one morning I was with Miles, and he was sleeping next to me with his head on my shoulder. And I'm looking up at the ceiling, and I can feel the tears start to go because I know what day it is. And uh, all of a sudden, I look down at him, and I'm like, dude, yeah, this ain't about you, man. And we don't need a day for uh, it either. Did you drop like, the – Celebrate did, did you drop? Did you drop? Around, exactly. Yeah. Every day is Memorial Day for yep. about those guys. But it's also like, did you drop the ball the day they passed away? Did you do something that led to their death? Did you do something to let them down in the moment? Is there anything you wouldn't have done? Like, you know the answers to these questions, and so do they. And furthermore, 
if you and Nick are that close with your dads, then at least half of those guys were. So that means there's five fathers out there that would give a year's salary to have a cup of coffee with these guys. And you're sitting here wasting your day crying. Yeah. Boom. They'd slap you in the face and say, quit being a bitch. I'm not here. Go have a beer and stay for me, please, with the rest of your brothers. And then when you come here, we'll catch right back up. But you're wasting your time. Yep. You know, go live for us. Go live a life that you can you can be make make our legacies, uh, carry our legacies with you, but do it with integrity. So when you carry that veteran tag, you know, you do it proud. You do it service. That's kind of what we talk about here is, you know, obviously nobody owes you shit. We take it several steps farther than that. Live a good life. You know, be make that veteran tag can mean something. Like, 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 right. Don't, do, don't disenfranchise us. Don't disenfranchise us with your veteran. Exactly. Like Dave's like, like, like Dave's I don't, partner who's yeah. sitting right next to him, you know, go, go out there, sell houses, become a millionaire. And then after it's all said and done, be like, yeah, I'm a combat veteran too. Man, let them know that you're something other than what they read on the news. No, that's a good a point. Veteran. Hey, that's a good segue into my third thing I was going to share about, you know, when people are dealing with PTSD and again, we got to go back to Dr. Gade and his Wounding Warriors book of PTSD is a BS term. If you say you have PTSD, right. right? All right. It's a, it's something that the government has used to encompass treatment. Right. But there's a lot of things that are into PTSD that just because you have anxiety, right. Or you have anger management issues. Those are the things that you need to work on. You don't have to work on PTSD. You're never going to get rid of that ever. Okay. But you can work on the other things and the hypervigilance and the calmness. I had a good psychiatrist tell me one time, you know, yes, I go to a shrink everyone yet. Yeah, big girl goes to a shrink. All right. So the, 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 they told me, it's like, what's so bad about being hypervigilant? And I thought there, I sat there thinking about it years ago and I go, actually nothing. And they're like, yeah. Like it's you're more aware than 99% of Americans. That's right. More than we're like you're you're gonna see things before they happen, like a Jedi, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 and then you're gonna stay calm. So then I was, I'm in California, third story. I'm in California, I'm driving to meet my buddy Jeff with MAT, uh, muscle activation, we're gonna play some golf, and I see this car run a red light and go, and the car became the pole, right? Just just the car like it was it was horrific right and i jump out of the car two people were about four cars ahead of me got there before and they're trying to yank this girl out of the car i was i yell at them, i'm like stop right because the car wasn't on fire i get it I, and i'm like get out of the way right and they get out of the way and i go in there and the girl's got zero pulse right and i, and I reach into the other guy and he's got a pulse I go, leave the guy there, get the girl out right freaking now. Let's do everything we can. We're trying to get this door open. I'm like, leave the guy there, right? Because the other guys are trying, to, uh, people are trying to pull the guy out too, you know? And I was like, just that calm, that PTSD, right? That hypervigilance, that training that I've had. I was there and I was like, the girl has to get out now because she's not breathing. I don't care if she's got a spine injury or anything. We got to get her out because she's not. Breathing. You're in the you're in the golden hour. Right, right, right. It's like the other the guy in there is he's he's banged up. You can tell it's like his arm was broken and everything. You could see it, and it was like, but he's breathing. I was like, leave him there. The paramedics take it. We got to get this girl out right now. Girl didn't make it. Right, and we couldn't get her out. 
the car was like I said, the car was so full that it was we couldn't get her out. I mean, we were punching windows, like just like trying to get everything. And the, but again, use that as a veteran, like Joe just said, like go make a million dollars and then tell him you're a veteran. Right? Like people are like, hey, how come you knew not to take her out of the car? Well, because I, you know, combat lifesaver. You know, I, you know, I know that it was a neck and back injury. Shouldn't touch them. Chances are they have one, right? Like that's what I learned as a veteran. That's what I learned in the military. And yeah. like that, that hyper vigilance, that, you know, that, that training made me, you know, important at that point in time. And it's, you know, too bad we couldn't save that young girl's life, but it's, you know, don't be ashamed of like what you have going. Don't be afraid yeah. of what you have. Like those are tools, right? Use them for good. Just like veteran trash talk. When we got to where we had a reach and we had, you know, people listening, it's like, why don't we do something great with it? And here you are, Ken. So uh, that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the recap uh, of, you know, AFM It's training you to correct me if I'm wrong. I, I know you will, Ken, but it's training you to intervene. That's it. Yeah, and you know, kind of, kind of back on what you were just sharing with yeah. that car accident, you know, and, and the fire department understands this, police department understands, veterans understand this, that we may think that we will rise to the occasion, but when a crisis comes, we will always default to our level of training. Yeah. And so you were, you were, you were trained to a certain level, and you knew in that in that crisis, you were the person to help in that in that crisis. And so, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on the PTSD part. I mean, I'm, I'm to the point where I, you know, even George Bush tried years ago to drop the D from PTSD uh, and we still use it because it's a moneymaker. Um, but as long as I said I had PTSD, I struggled. When I stopped saying that was when I began to find healing. And um, so it, it puts us in that spiral that you were talking about earlier, going in circles. We're just, yeah. I've, got, I've got PTSD, therefore I'm going to act this way, therefore I'm going to keep going down further and further and further. Stop! Right? Stop just, and go the other way. Yeah. Stop! There you go. There you, there you know, there, you know the, the Bible says repent. That means you turn around and you go the other way. And, and so that's what we have to do. I mean, it's a transformation of the thought process, and it takes courage to do that. It takes courage to do that, to, to, to say, hey, I had this, but I'm moving a new direction. I'm going to be better, you know. Um, so things are bad today. I mean, Lily Tumlin, the, you know, the great comedian Lily Tumlin, she said something I think was pretty pertinent for today. She said things are going to get worse before they get worse. Well, you know, I think she's right. Uh, but that doesn't mean I have to continue to spiral into oblivion because things are bad all around me. I can rise to the occasion. I can be the person I'm supposed to be. And uh, everything that, that uh, comes my way, it's not going to crush me. It may bruise me. It may hurt. But uh, I don't have to be crushed by my circumstances. Oh. And, you know, that's that's what I that's what we teach. And, you know, it's just it's sad that uh, a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, I will share this and then I'm going to shut up and let you guys have whatever y'all need to do. Uh, but, I, but one of the things that I think is important for us to understand is that, um, let's just be honest. How many of y'all have ever heard suicide is a coward's way out? Let's just be honest. Y'all have heard it right Oh, yeah. Oh, plenty. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I want to I I address that one real quick because 
I really got to thinking about this one back Good. in 2019 because I went to the funeral of a classmate. He was uh, Colonel Billy Shaw. Some of y'all might have worked with him. I don't know, but uh, he was he was pretty. He was Billy Bad, you know, and he'd been he'd been there, done that on everything and uh, special forces, and uh, he took his life in 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 February of uh, 2019. Well, he was no coward. He was no coward. And so I, I've got, I know you guys have got a lot of followers and there's a lot of people listening. I'm going to, I'm going to say this, but then I'm going to clarify it. Cowards can't kill themselves. They can't. But having said that, please don't prove to anybody on this, this watching this, that you're no coward. Don't go tonight and say, hey, he just gave me a license to kill myself. Because here's, here's the other part I want to say. It take it, cowards can't kill themselves. Only courageous people can do that. But it takes even more courage to stay alive when you want to kill yourself. And so that's what I want you to take away tonight. Um, it, no, I, I don't judge anybody because they've taken their life. Since COVID hit, I've dealt with 82 suicides, 82 completed suicides. I was on first time I've ever hated that number. Yeah, so uh, I was on the scene just a few a few nights ago with a 16-year-old girl that took her life, you know, and uh, that's the reason I was riding with the police officer the other night because it was shaking him up. Um, and I, I'm going to share one more thing and then i shut up. I'm, I'm, I'm a typical preacher. Hey, brother. This, this, this has been one of my favorite guests <laughs> in a long time. You just keep yeah. on rolling. But, you know. Preach, preach, preach. No pun intended. You guys are familiar with that uh, movie, uh, The Guardian, with Kevin Costner. He was I just watched it last night. Oh, there you go. It's a great movie. I love uh, all Don't Kevin bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, I had gone out to the get the paper one morning on a Saturday. This was a few years ago, and um, and I saw that an airman had killed himself in our hometown. He was a drone pilot, young guy, 23, left a child behind. And I came in, my wife had uh, breakfast on the table and I threw the paper down. She could tell I was upset. And uh, she said, what's wrong? I said, a veteran killed himself. And she says, well, did you know him? I said, no, then why are you so upset? Because he killed himself. It happened in our town. Well, yeah, but you didn't know him. And, and so I was thinking irrationally, you know, and she, I said, yeah, but everybody in this town knows who I am. Somebody should have called me. We should have been able to help him. And she said something that really woke me up and just it rang my bell because she said, do you think you're God? Do you think you're God? I mean, you can't be everywhere. You can't do everything. You can't save everybody. And I know as military guys, the police department, I was doing a critical incident debrief with them just last night. Uh, they wear body armor every day, but underneath that body armor, there's a human heart. And, and we think that we can save the world. But we can't. We can't. And so that night, it's interesting because that night my wife said, "Hey, let's watch. Let's watch uh, the Guardian tonight." But she she's a very wise woman. She she had an ulterior motive. And so when we got to that part where they're having the discussion, you know, and here's Ashton Kutcher who's trying to save the world because he'd lost buddies. He had survivor's remorse. Uh, he's going to be an Olympic swimmer, and and uh, so he's got to go out there and save the world. And, and so if you watched it just last night, you know, you know this part because he says, what do you do when you got 
many bodies lying in the water. And the old crusty master chief said, you save the ones you can. Yep. And that's all you can do. That's all you can do. And so people ask me all the time, how do you do what you do? I mean, I've had 82 suicides in the past two years that I've been on the scene or I've been doing death notifications uh, or I've done funerals for them because I'm a chaplain. How do you do what you do? Well, it goes back to what we were talking about. We got to live our life. We're still here. I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to do all I can. And then I'll close with this. There's an ancient text. It's in, the, it's in the Talmud, which is the Jewish scripture. And it says this, save a life, and it is as if you have saved the world. And I think that's pretty cool. Because yeah. I, I, yeah. Can't, I can't save the world, but I can save somebody's world. And that somebody is the one out of 10 people right now all around us that are having thoughts of suicide. So that's, that's what we do. That's what we do. We need help doing it. Uh, I would encourage anybody that's interested in us coming to your hometown, get us out there. We teach a four-hour block of instruction, and when people walk away, it's just like the EMTs, you know, uh, two hours after they took the instruction, they were doing an intervention. The same thing happened at uh, wow. Fort Lee back a few years ago. Thirty, I was headed to the airport, and 30 minutes uh, after the class, I had a lieutenant call me. He said he was able to help a lady who was the housekeeper in the hotel because he overheard her in a conversation and it sounded like she was saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. And so he got into a conversation with the lady. She was not planning on leaving Fort Lee alive that day. Wow. And so he was able to help her. So that's the stuff we do. Lives are being saved. And, um, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. A lot of people are afraid to do it, but intervention saves lives. It saves lives. Y'all say that with me together. Let's say it like we're... Uh, intervention saves lives. Intervention sure. saves lives, 100%. That's, hey, we're going to talk about this when we get off the air for sure uh, because I have, which I've been arguing for about a couple of years, and now, again, divine intervention, I think, is coming into place with this and with the job that I just landed. So we'll talk about that afterwards. But Buddy also said that. He goes, we do combat lifesaver. We teach everybody to learn how to plug a bullet hole, how to put an IV in, how to put a tourniquet on why are we not doing the intervention training because that's way more important to our force than plugging a bullet hole like unless we're at war right like obviously everybody needs to train that too but i'll let dave close this out and then uh once we get offline i'll talk about uh what what else we got going on which is phenomenal so okay dave, close this out I will. Can can throw out your websites real quick or your website so everybody. Yeah, uh, we're we're in the process of train changing to some new um, service providers for that. So it's kind of in a in a in a funk right now. But uh, afmfamily.org is one of them, and then uh, we're in the process of building a new one, which is still up and running. Is Intervene Challenge uh, .org, Intervene .org. So that'll be our new website. Uh, and everything will be going to that, but it's up and running. Uh, we're still building it, but intervenechallenge.org. And if people want to give today, uh, we, we love donations. We are a platinum uh, 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 nonprofit with uh, GuideStar. So they've rated us as a platinum organization. Uh, so every dollar we get goes to making people better and saving lives. So thanks for your support. I love it. I love it. Thank this you. Is, Thank this... you. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. I was just 
thing. Th thanks, thanks to, to, to Lou for uh, coming on. Um, absolutely one of my favorite guests we've had uh, in a long time. And, and this stuff is so, so very necessary and so needed. So please keep doing what you're doing and, and, and God bless. That was uh, incredible. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I think on record, this is 100% our longest podcast that we've done so far. Um, just because the conversation was just amazing. That's what that's what it's all about. Like, I'm going to sit down later because we talk about this all the time. Nick mentions it. This is my therapy every Saturday, getting oh, on yeah. with Joe and Nick. Because yeah. Joe and Nick, we the three of us, we went through the depths of hell. We've seen the the, the bad sides of war and, and the stuff that it can do to us. But we get on here every Saturday and we communicate with each other. And it just makes me feel better. It's like refresh yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Um, but the stuff that you talked about today specifically, like I am going to rewatch this entire episode. And I think you need to get a hold of Clifford Bauman um, and get on the mental, uh, what is it? What, what's mental it health warrior. Mental He's health our warrior, mental health warrior. He was actually I, in the Pentagon when it was struck, Lou. Yeah. So I think oh, wow. would, there for the cleanup also. I think it would be a great show with you guys. Um, but anyway, I just want to say thank you to you personally. This was amazing. I'm going to rewatch it later. To all of our viewers that are just tuning in, make sure you go to VeteranTrashTalk.com. That's our website. It has all the links to everything. You can rewatch this later on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. If you want to support our brand, go to GruntWorksClothing.com or Shop.VeteranTrashTalk.com. Buy some awesome tees. I am wearing the Only Infantry. I'm not part of OnlyFans yet. Not until I retire, okay? So you can sign up for that later, but I'm just kidding. Hey, I see Only you. Infantry. Making... And then you ain't making no money. You ain't making no money. Support our movement. Thanks to everybody again for tuning in. Yeah. Face man VTT out.